Dr. Zach Williams and Flat Creek Baptist Church as we dive deeper into God's Word in this podcast titled New Horizons. Good morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams of Flat Creek Baptist Church, on another edition of New Horizons, our daily radio and podcast ministry of Flat Creek Baptist Church. It is always my greatest joy to just dive deep into God's Word with you. Today, I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse number 23 through verse number 24, and then we're going to jump over to Luke 9, verse 57 through verse number 62. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you about following Jesus and what it costs you. Uh, When you come to this text, the Bible says in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, that Jesus said, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. What is it benefited a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Friends, those are some very deep words of Jesus, and and they're very challenging words in that he is calling us to die to ourselves in order to find true life in him. Now, now many people, they look at this text and they kind of scratch their head and they say, what exactly does this look like? How does this play out practically in my life? Well, you just come on over to chapter 9, verse 57 through 62. And, and here we, we have this amazing account of how Jesus is going along the road and three different people come to him with the intention to follow him. And we see Jesus' response to them. As they were traveling on the road, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus told him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. This young man, he comes to Jesus and he has this great ambition. Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere. I'll follow you to the end of the earth if that's where you want me to go. And this young man obviously had had aspirations of something great and maybe this prosperous life because he was following Jesus. And Jesus gets right to the heart of the issue. He says, if you follow me, understand that a fox has a den and a bird of the sky has a nest. But I, the Son of Man, me, the Messiah, God become flesh, I have no place to lay my head. Every day I'm venturing on, marching toward the cross, And I don't know tonight where I'm going to lay my head down. And so if you're going to follow me, understand it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. And you're going to follow me all the way to the cross. And so this young man, we we don't hear his response, but the way the Bible implicates it is that this young man must have walked away sad because the Bible never tells us that this young man followed Jesus. At that moment, there's another person standing there and Jesus looks at him and Jesus invites him. He says, follow me. And this man says, Lord, first, let me go bury my father. Seems like a natural request, doesn't? Let me just go bury my dad. 
Well, well, the only problem with that is the Bible never tells us uh, that his father had actually passed away. Um, in that culture, it could be that uh, a burial could take up to two weeks if his dad had passed away. Uh, but it could also be that his daddy was sick and it was an unknown amount of time before his daddy would pass away. And Jesus says, what? He says, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and spread the news of the kingdom of God. Basically saying these matters will take care of themselves. There's more pressing matters today than worrying about the dead. Go and preach to those who are alive. Tell them about the kingdom of God. Are you willing to give up those worldly affiliations in order to make sure that people know about the Lord Jesus Christ? And then he says, and then another says to him, I will follow you, Lord. But first let me go and say goodbye to those at my house. And Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back as fit for the kingdom of God. Just let me go say bye to my family. Just let me go home and say one more farewell. And Jesus says, oh, no one who puts his head to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. No one who, who says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the work of God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve the kingdom of God. Yet looking back at his old way of life is fit to actually follow me. Because when you leave everything behind to follow me, you understand I'm worth more than anything this world has to offer. Friends, these are challenging words of Jesus and they remind us that when we come to a new life in Christ, we are saying goodbye to the old and we're stepping into this new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, when we think about baptism and we think about what baptism symbolizes, it symbolizes the death of the old man and the immersion under the water and the rising of a new man or the resurrection of a new man to, to walk in the newness of life that only Christ Jesus can offer. And, and so when we put to death the old, we come to life in the new. It's, 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 it's a putting aside of these things in order to give it all to Jesus. And friends, I wonder today, have you given up everything to follow him? I said this in preaching here at Flat Creek last Sunday that in the American church today, we have bought into this idea of easy believism, that following Jesus costs you nothing. But in fact, following Jesus biblically means that, or following Jesus biblically is, is that it, it'll cost you everything. And, and I remember a teacher one time in college, he says, we, we say that salvation is free and salvation is free, but you have to remember that salvation is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you your life. Are you willing to give it all up to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Last year, I was in a class and, and uh, I received this little book entitled The Valley of vision. And inside the Valley of Vision, uh, these are all Puritan prayers from the 17 and 1800s. And this one Puritan writer wrote the following prayer. There is one thing that deserves my greatest care that calls forth my ardent desires. That is that I may answer the great end for which I am made to glorify thee who has given me being and to do all the good I can for my fellow man. Verily, life is not worth having if it be not improved for this noble purpose. Yet, Lord, how little is this thought of mankind. Most men seem to live for themselves without much or any regard for thy glory or for the good of others. They earnestly desire and eagerly pursue the riches, honors, pleasures of this life as if they suppose that wealth, greatness, merriment could make their immortal souls happy. But alas, 
What false delusive dreams are these? And how miserable ere long will those be that sleep in them? For all our happiness consists in loving thee, and being holy as thou art holy. Oh, may I never fall into the tempers and vanities, the sensuality and folly of this present world. It is a place of inexpressible sorrow, a vast empty nothingness. Time is a moment, a vapor, and all its enjoyments are empty bubbles, fleeting blasts of wind from which nothing satisfactory can be derived. Give me grace always to keep in covenant with thee and to reject as delusion a great name here or hereafter. Together with all sinful pleasures or profits, help me to know continually that there can be no true happiness, no fulfilling of thy purpose for me, apart from a life lived in and for the son of thy love. I encourage you all today to give it all up in order to follow him. God bless.